With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Counterterrorism police are leading an investigation into the killing of a British member of parliament. David Amos, an MP for the governing Conservative Party, was stabbed to death in a church hall at a routine meeting on Friday with members of the public to discuss their concerns. A 25-year-old man was arrested. He's believed to be a British national of Somali heritage. This was a reaction of local people to their MP's death. I've known him as an MP for about 20 years and um, always raising the profile of Southend. Very proud of where he lives and his constituents. He was so nice people, person, loved everyone. Such a terrible shock. He was such a, a good man. For the area. Everybody's just stunned. And it's so tragic. This is such a nice area. And for this to happen is, what can I say? While there is shock that such an attack could have happened in a sleepy town in Essex in East England, there's also a dismaying sense of familiarity. Five years ago, the Labour MP, Joe Cox, was murdered in a similar attack by a far-right extremist. I mean, isn't this the second killing, though, of a British lawmaker in recent years? You're exactly right. In 2016, in the midst of the Brexit campaign, a woman named Joe Cox, Labour Party lawmaker, she was murdered under very similar circumstances. The attacker was a white supremacist, ultranationalist who stabbed and shot her. Her sister, Kim Ledbeater, who's since become an MP herself, told the BBC about her own concerns. Safety is always on my mind. Everywhere I go and everything I do, and I'm really well looked after by the police, the West Yorkshire police have been absolutely amazing. But you do think, should I go there, should I do that? And obviously you want to be accessible. You're a public servant, you're there to serve the public. And how can you do that when you don't feel safe? And how can you do it and be open and accessible, which is what I want to be as an MP? The British government has asked police to carry out an immediate review of security for MPs. Ian Duncan-Smith, the Conservative MP and former leader of the party, explained why meeting members of the public was such a crucial part of the job. You know, we don't wander around with security because we can't let anything come between us and our constituents. We visit them in the houses, we have our surgeries, you know, we meet them in the the pubs and, and on the street and in the shops. That's what constituency MPs are about. And that's actually one of the great facets of British politics. Our correspondent Rob Watson said this was a dark day for British democracy. What I pick out, Jeanette, is uh, why we're all so shocked, not just uh, in his constituency, but over the UK and and I think around the world. It's just that, relatively speaking, there is just not this kind of political violence in Britain, whether in terms of direct attacks on MPs or or even in many ways in terms of violent demonstrations. And that that is why it's so shocking. You're absolutely right. There was another attack in 2016 on a Labour MP, Joe Cox. But again, I mean, that was seen as, as a rarity. And again, 
again, it's why it stands out. But there has been increasing concern about the abuse and hostility that MPs face. We often hear about death threats being issued against politicians. So this is a growing concern. Yes, absolutely. And I think that this is the connection, that uh, although physical violence until now has been relatively rare, what you do hear politicians saying, and frankly, it's not just politicians, it's people across society saying, you know, we have become an angrier society. The way our politics is conducted is more and more angry. And politicians will tell you, MPs will tell you, they've certainly told me they get death threats, they get most horrendous abuse on social media and the way in which people talk about politics is conducted in social media but also uh, often even in the chamber in a very sort of sharp way. So there is that sense that right up until now there have been these overt acts of political violence but maybe we as a society, uh, not just the politicians but all of us need to take a look at the way in which we conduct ourselves and the kind of debates that we have. Context of white supremacy. Gusty Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Sunday, October 17, 2021. So I have been told. This is our global Sunday talk on racism, white supremacy. I always appreciate reminding and or emphasizing racism, white supremacy, global problem. I think non-white people uh, can benefit uh, talking to non-white people, victims of white supremacy throughout the known universe uh, to try to get a better understanding of what it means to be white, different ways that white supremacy racism is practiced uh, throughout the globe and strategies, suggestions, things that non-white people can do to help solve this problem as soon as as possible. Uh, the number to dial 720-716-7300. The code 564-943-POUND. I'll give out the number a few more times uh, for folks to dial in. Uh, we'll talk to some of our folks uh, in different parts of the planet uh, and then folks that are stateside uh, if you have questions, thoughts to share, we'll get to you uh, a little bit later. Again, this program shorter than our normal broadcast, so definitely do not lollygag and hang out, all that stuff. If you have a question, thought that you would like to share, go ahead, get a hand up, star 6-1. I'll give out the number a few more times as we roll. Just <laughs> the segment that we started with, I guess two quick things, and then we'll get to our participants. Uh, one, most of that segment was from the BBC this weekend where they were talking about the stabbing death of MP David Ames. Uh, and they hope I said his name correctly. I think that's it, David Ames. Uh, but they were talking about that on the BBC. And they said, man, this is so reminiscent of when Labor MP Joe Cox was killed in 2016. They said he was a right-wing extremist. I inserted the NPR broadcast where they did the same thing. They said, oh, man, this is so similar. Joe Cox, they didn't say right-wing extremist. You heard what they said. They said white supremacist. Call things by their proper name. All that extremist and right-winger and hard that. White supremacy racism. Call things 
by their proper name. But I did, and then went back to the BBC broadcast where they said, oh, yes, this was a dark day. We got Negro Friday uh, coming up next month, Black Thursday and all the rest of it, dark day. And they immediately labeled this an act of terrorism. That is significant, I will say. All of the incidents of black people being killed, even matter of fact, Dylan Storm Roof, when he killed nine people in that church in Charleston, South Carolina, including an elected official, Reverend Clementa Pinckney, state senator, they were not immediate to call that an act of terrorism. Even frequently now, it's not referred to as an act of terrorism. Let's get in some of our folks who are participating. Uh, let's see. Uh, with us live, uh, let's see, we should have African1884 joining us in Austria. Uh, are you with us, sir? Yes, Gus, I'm here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing a bit of your Sunday evening to uh, chat it up with us again. Uh, let's see, I think we have Andrew with us in the UK. Happy Black History Month, brother. Yeah. <laughs> happy Black History Month. We can come to that a bit later on. Yeah. Happy, um, great. Glad to be here, Gus. Uh, hi, African 1884. Right on. Right on. Good to hear from you. We will chat about uh, Black History Month uh, over in England right now. Wacky times with that, as usual. We'll get to that down the road in the broadcast. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. We have... Let's see. Is Adam with us as well? Make sure we have any other international folks. Jamie. Hello. Hello. Yeah, um, I can hear you. I'm not sure if Gus is there, if there's a problem. Oh, okay. Gus, are you there still? Gus? There may be a problem. Yeah, some technical difficulties. Yeah. I'm wondering if we should wait on the line or go out and come back in. Yeah, I can oh, hear all of you. Uh, I think, yeah, we should, we should, oh, we Gus, should all try. Sure Thank you. Okay. Hello? Can I be heard? Gus? Can I be heard? Hello? Oh, okay, can Gus? I be heard? Hello? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, fine. Yeah, carry on. Yep. That is so crazy. I could hear you all, and I hadn't muted myself or anything. I was... I had was just asking, uh, I think it was Adam, I was just trying to get him to verify what part of the world he called in from. And I guess they didn't, uh, you all didn't hear my question. And I was just sitting there like, oh man, what's going on here? Anyway, thank you all for your patience. Uh, let's see, Adam, again, what part of the world are you calling in from? 
Oh, no, I don't see him on the switchboard. That's so crazy. Oh, that's him. I got He may have gone out to come back in, maybe. <clears throat> it looks like that's what he did. All right. We got you back, sir. Uh, Adam, can you tell us again what part of the world you're dialing in from? Uh, Sweden. Sweden. That's it. Thank you kindly, sir. Awesome to have a nice representation from some of the different so-called uh, European areas of the world. Uh, let's see. I guess we'll go ahead. We can get the MP killing of uh, killing of MP uh, David Ames. Get that, and then move over. There's so many different things that happened. Uh, I guess Andrew, you're right there in the UK. Uh, how has this incident been talked about? I know they said the suspect is a uh, British national citizen. I guess was born in Somalia. I've seen pictures to know what this person looks like, how much melanin they have or don't have. But how has this incident been talked about from what you've heard? Yeah, it's been talked about a lot, basically, on, on the news. And exactly what you said, <clears throat> you know, um, they made references to the last uh, politician that was killed by that racist. Um, uh, th th as, as you quite rightly said as well, um, the last... Uh, the last time, uh, um, uh, you know, you know, in the, in the last incident, he wasn't referred to as a terrorist. He was referred to as some sort of, you know, some sort of racist or whatever, right wing, whatever, um, but not a terrorist. This chap was referred to as a terrorist. So I've been, I have been reading online newspapers um, where they basically said at the very bottom of the column, they said that it's for the investigators to determine. If it is indeed a racist, sorry, a terrorist incident. So even though the, a lot of the news reports are saying it is a terrorist incident, the bottom of the column it says it's for the investigators to determine if it is. Incident. So so that's the so you're you're right. You know, there's we know that there's double standards in with this type of reporting basically if you're a non-white person you are a terrorist until proven innocent if you're a white person then you're anything but and that's color you know and, and that's the important thing very important to, point yeah so go ahead Gus. sorry my fault go ahead Come finish finish your thoughts no, 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 no. I, you know, I was just going to say, you know, that's the important thing here. You know, I mean, obviously, it's it's terrible that that something like this could happen to anyone. You know, that he could just be sitting down talking to his constituents, and uh, and someone comes in and knifes him to death. I mean, that's an awful thing to happen. Um, but what we're talking about here is how it is. You know, what 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 parity in the reporting happens. You know, between when these things happen. You know, one is a terrorist. The other one's anything but a terrorist. And and that's and. That's the that's the you know that's the glaring uh, uh, um, double standard when it comes to reporting these things, and it's all based on colour, and people have to understand that. Glad you completed your thoughts, sir. Very important. We talked about that from an international perspective so many times. Uh, even uh, the incident in Norway in 2011. Anders Breivik, they still do not refer to that as an act of terrorism. It's very mm. infrequent uh, what you see in mainstream outlets where that's talked about anywhere in the world where that's talked about as an act of terrorism. And that's like dozens 
of white people killed, where someone who wrote a manifesto planned all this out. And that's not terror. That's mm-hmm. extremism, right wing, anything but terrorism. That's right. Uh, let's see. That's uh, right. We have folks who, uh, even though they're not in England per se, uh, this was a pretty big event. I mean, they talked about it a lot here in the States. Uh, it was front page news uh, here, even in the States. Uh, African 1884 uh, in Austria. Uh, did you have commentary on this or was this not as much on the radar in your part of the world? Yes, uh, thank you, Gus. Thank you, Andrew. Um, in this part of the world, it was not really reported in the media. Um, I mean, the reason being is because um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, with with, with what's it, what Austria uh, experienced recently, because the the chancellor of Austria was he had to resign because he's been accused of uh, being corrupt and everything. So they had to uh, they asked in a new uh, chancellor. So that really dominated the the, the reports in the media and also. Uh, what the media focused on here in Austria was the the the, the killing with a bow and arrow in Norway. There's this man that went out on a rampage and killed um, senior citizens. I think it was it was it was a 38 year old man, and um, he went ahead and killed uh, I think four people, if I'm not mistaken, or five with a bow and arrow. And also just to make reference to uh, the situation in the UK where due to the fact that the person that committed the act was Somalian. Um, and then they're, they're now saying that it's, a, it's, it's an act of terror. It was a white person that wouldn't say that. The same thing you see happening in Norway. They've not regarded this as an act of terror. Uh, I think the man was taken into custody and I think they're trying to do some form of, um, I think, whether to put him into to a, a mental institute or something like that. Yeah, so these two uh, reports, the Chancellor of Austria being found on uh, being being told to resign due to corruption charges, and the women are attacked in, in in Norway. This is what dominated the the reports in Austria. Yeah, thank you. Well, man, I feel like uh, what's Woody Allen's word? Uh, a schmuck. Mm. The uh, bow and arrow attack. I saw like. <laughs> It's been such like two years of madness. Uh, I guess for posterity's sake, if people are listening to this, hopefully racism, white supremacy has been replaced with justice. So people are listening to this maybe 50 years from now, 75 years from now. Uh, The past two years have been rife with so much madness. I read about a bow and arrow attack and I did. They mentioned the Norway attack. They said this is Norway's deadliest attack since Anders Breivik in 2011. In many reports, they'll be mentioned right together. I read about that and didn't think anything more of it because there's been so much just this week. So you had the bow and arrow attack, the killing of the MP. They dragged uh, the paraplegic man out of the vehicle. Mm. The Stockton. The fellow was going the wrong way down the street, hopped out of the car, called the black person a nigger and shot him seven times. Oh, wow. In the last five days. And not even, you know, going through to pick out everything uh, that happened. That's just kind of a rough glance 
in amidst all of the other terrorisms about school. I don't know if that's happening over there. We can talk about COVID stuff later, but that's in addition to everything else with the madness with COVID-19 and how many brawls we got to have about masks and mandates and firings and brawls on planes and everything else. It's just been, oh, yes, bow and arrow attack. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Next. <laughs> like, uh, what a year. Uh, but after the 84, before we go to Adam, that was Andrew. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. I was just going to say I, I didn't know about. Uh, did that happen in America? Did the um, you spoke about uh, somebody coming out of a car and shooting someone x amount of times. Uh, 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 I never knew about that. So, sorry, I didn't know about that. Yes, that was in the state. That was, I think Thursday. I might be off on the day, Wednesday or Thursday, uh, but. Right. Uh, Barry Gale is his name, a black male construction worker. Uh, he had a hard day's work, trying to go about his business, get to his residence. A white man, Michael Hayes, 31, not an old guy, was driving speeding the wrong way down a one-way street. Uh, Gale, black guy, he says, hey, slow down, almost hit us. Will you slow down? Michael Hayes stops the vehicle, hops out of the car, nigger, and bang, shoots him seven times. Wow. Mr. Gale lived, the black person. He did live, uh, and they did eventually arrest uh, the white assailant shooter. Uh, But, yeah, that just happened within the last 96 hours or so. They just arrested the white man Friday. Like, this is all very, very current. Wow. And that's Barry Gale. Yes, sir. Right. Okay. Wow. Wow. Bobby Gale. I'm sorry. Bobby Gale. Bobby Gale. Sorry about that. Okay. I right, know. Thanks for that. And Gus, I had a question. California. Somebody was it? Yes, sir. Gus, I yeah, I had a question. I think there's also a. Uh, uh, I think it's it's very dominant in the in, in the media in the U.S. It was also reported here. Uh, I don't remember the names, but this one white male that was with. A white female, and I think she's missing. It's 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 it's, it's kind of like really big in the media right now. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with that case. I think that there was a form of domestic abuse or something. Then now she's been missing for a minute, and they they're kind of like uh, treating this suspect with the uh, with, with with like 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 a baby. They're not really going hard on him. And I believe if it was a black male, it would have been a different situation. Are you familiar with that case? I should just get the name. Unfortunately, I am familiar with that I'm not at all um, that you are or that that case got a lot of attention. Gabby Petito, I think that's how you say her name, um, that that case got a lot of attention uh, all across. You're all across the world uh, for this exactly. missing white woman. Um, and exactly what you said, if this had been. It could have been a missing white woman and O.J. Simpson or me, buddy. Totally different treatment for the suspect uh, in that case as well. But yeah, they the uh, Pam wrote about this in her book, uh, Trojan Horse, Horse Death of a Dark Nation. I think she wrote about it in the interracial con game too. Missing white woman syndrome, where they focus all this international media attention 
on a white woman generally. Uh, if they go missing, could be a white person in general, but especially white women. Uh, and then you can have a black black person can be shot seven times and called a nigger on camera. They have video of this. And, wow. you know, eh, eh. We'll get to, we got to get back to uh, Gabby Petito. That, you know, we got to miss a white woman. We'll get to these dead niggers. We shoot niggers all the time. That's not, you know, we'll get to that later. Maybe. Well, uh, I'm looking at it on the internet now. It's crazy. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I mean. Bow and arrow attack? Wow. Crazy. Oh, well, <laughs> like, got to keep moving. It's all kinds of, you know, they might shoot a black person with a bow and arrow here. You know, they had the January 6th insurrection. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody had a bow and arrow there, too. So, mm. wacky times. Um, I was going to ask uh, African 1884, I guess, just with the uh, corruption charges, can we get a little bit of the details? What were the nature of the corruption charges? One, and then I guess for some of our listeners, because I'm sure that I forgot about it. I knew and forgot about it. Can you give us, to your recollection, some of the, the details from the uh, bow and arrow shooting in Norway of this week? Okay, I'll, I'll start with the corruption charges. Um, okay, the, the chancellor denies this charge brought to him, you know, and uh, uh, it's alleged that he... He he used government money um, to to ensure positive coverage in tabloid newspapers, um, and also uh, just mismanagement of funds. You know, uh, taxpayers' money and everything. You know, and he's he's pushing back on that and saying he had nothing to do with it and everything, and he's, he's willing to be to be investigated, um, and which. Uh, was supposed to happen, and then all of a sudden he just he said he's, he's resigning and everything, you know. So um, th that that kind of like quote unquote shook the nation and everything uh, was a very big surprise to 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 the white folks here in Austria. This this someone that had a very good track record with regard to him being very young, um, and he managed the whole COVID nineteen situation in twenty twenty very well. Um, like I told you, I think I've spoken about this before, where people are just wearing masks and respecting all the guidelines and everything. So he had a good track record, and 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 with regard to how he was, um, you know, um, presiding over the country as a chancellor. Then all of a sudden, these allegations, um, mismanagement of funds, and like I said, he's pushing back on that, and um, he's been investigated. And while that is happening, he just chose to step down. Um, with regard to the boy and arrow situation, um, like I said, the first time I heard about it, I, I asked if the man was uh, was was non-white, you know, and I was told um, he was a white male, you know. Uh, he just went about just, you know, they don't they don't even know the motive yet, um, and the people that he killed were between the ages of fifty and seventy, uh, the senior citizens. Um, he was, he, he killed about, I think it, the, the precise number is five people and everything, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so this also, again, in, in Norway, this, cause you talk about a country where, um, it's where to find such incidents. There was one situation, I think this was also very, uh, famous in the media where they had this one, uh, one, 
what what they call extremist man that killed um, many migrant people, and he he had a uh, he, he was really against migration and everything, right wing type of white dude. And this happened, I think, about maybe two years ago and everything. And then now there's this this particular person, you know, uh, 37 year old Danish man goes out with a bow and arrow. And the shocking part is that, again, bow and arrow. You know, folks were like, what the hell was this dude all about, you know? But he did this act. The whole of Norway, like I said, this is a country where you have very, very few murder incidences or crimes due to murder and everything, you know? I think in, in 2020, they had only about maybe 10 to 20 murders, you know? Very, very rare. And most of these murders happen with it among people that know each other. This was just a dude went out, got a bow and arrow, just started shooting at people and killed five people. Um, like I said, he's, he's not been labeled as a terrorist. Um, they're, they're, they're trying to, uh, again, he's now in custody, but they're trying to find out exactly what the motive was. And um, they're treating this as, again, as, as, as someone who maybe has got mental mental issues. Yeah. And so, yeah, thank you. Wow. Much obliged, both for the corruption details. Uh, words are important, journalism and the like, sounding like Richard Nixon a little bit, press manipulation. Um, and then the bow and arrow, uh, which, which is important because in terms of trying to figure out what a motive is and all the rest of it, I'm just looking at the BBC uh, and information that they have from the weekend. And all of this is kind of evolving, so there'll be more details. They write, the suspect in a deadly bow and arrow attack in Norway has been charged with five counts of murder, police said Friday, and is being held in a high-security psychiatric ward rather than a prison amid concern over his mental health. Now, that is, wow. White power. And that's the same thing. Anders Breivik who killed all those folks in 2011, he got a PS5. I think he, mm. man, he had a, a lawsuit. He had a PS3. Like, I'm not joking or being funny. Like, this is documented. He had, like, a lawsuit. He had, like, a PS3. He was like, come on, you treat me like I'm some kind of third-world Negro. Where's my PS4? It's PS5 time. <laughs> he killed dozens of people. And is gaming online. Call of Duty and all the rest of it. They wow. continue in the report. Espen Anderson, Brayton, uh, I think that's how you say it. My apologies. Maybe I might be mispronouncing. A 37-year-old Danish citizen was arrested Wednesday over the attack, which took place in a Norwegian town of Kongsberg that day. Police have interviewed more than 50 witnesses. Assistant Chief, Chief of Police, Per Thomas Omholt told a press conference in Kongsberg earlier Friday and are checking the suspect's digital media. Uh, let's see. Okay. Police revealed Thursday that Brayton had converted to Islam and that officers had previously been in contact with him, including over concerns related to radicalization. They don't give any details on what that is, what the contact were. Previously, the 
they did mention Anders Breivik. So I'll scroll down because they do so in this report as well. Uh, here we go. Okay. The tragedy convinced Gar Store's announcement of the new Norwegian government Thursday coincided. Acknowledging this, this during a press conference in the capital, Oslo, he called it a very special day to present a new government in light of the country experiencing a horribly cruel attack on innocent people last night. He expressed his relief that Norwegian police had arrested the suspect while emphasizing that the outcome was still deeply tragic. The prime minister drew a parallel between Wednesday's attack and the gun and bomb attacks carried out in Norway in 2011 by far-right extremist Anders Bering Breivik, not white supremacist, adding that two ministers in his new government were survivors of those attacks. It was an act of terrorism, and this act that happened yesterday naturally reminds us of those who have experienced such terrible things, and we will stand by them. I could be misreading, but this sounds like they're calling the incident that happened this week with a bow and arrow an act of terrorism. That's interesting for a lot of reasons. We just talked about that when this word gets used, especially if they're saying that this person converted to Islam, so they get to say that in one week you had two so-called Islamic extremist attacks, killing of MP David Ames, and then this bow and arrow attack. Hmm. And they call them both immediately terrorism. And I think these could turn out that these could both be individuals who are classified as white. I'm not even sure. They did say that the first person, uh, the suspected killer of David Ames, born in Somalia, they say. We'll have to see. I haven't seen pictures of what this person looks like. Yeah, nor have I, Gus. There's been no pictures of him, of this person. So, yeah, that'd be interesting to see when it, when, if, if and when they release any. If it should be a trial, you have somebody in, in custody, right? Should be, you know, answer to their mm. crimes and all that. Let's see what this person looks like. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Adam, uh, he is in Sweden. So none of these events took place in your part of the world. So did were any of these incidents, were they big news? Uh, Gabby Petito, maybe, was that the big coverage in Sweden? Or were they talking about any of these other events? Uh, no, not really. It's been most about uh, unvaccinated people, such as myself, and uh, a bombing in Gothenburg uh, of an apartment building. Wow. Do you have any details on the bombing? Uh, not really. Uh, it was those kind of things I kind of saw it. I was like, oh, well, there's been so much of just chaos. So. Wow. Do you have that in the, that is crazy. I have to check. Uh, that's why I said the bow and arrow, because it's just been so much craziness uh, in, in things that have been going on. Oh, I do see that online. An apartment, but that is wild. These are the times that's why I've been ending the program and saying, hey, be alert when you go out, seemingly all over the world. Bombing of an apartment that they're still talking about in Sweden. Killing of an elected official. Bow and arrow attacks. And then just the, what they call run-of-the-mill white terrorism gunning black people down and calling them negras. 
be very alert when you're out and about. Uh, I'll give out the number again, 720-716-7300, the code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Uh, now, the front page here, uh, like the New York Times and several other mainstream like white dominated outlets on their front page today they had a report on a kidnapping in haiti now talk about you know it's just been craziness with the earthquake assassination of president uh jean bel moise so i'm saying his name correctly uh but with all of the disruptions that they've had in that part of the world the front page of the paper was about christian missionaries being kidnapped in that part of the world. We'll just hear a short snippet just to get some of the details uh, and get folks' thoughts on what they think this may mean in terms of motivating uh, white aggression or white action in this part of the world. But this is just from earlier today when this was reported, just a few hours before we went live. 17 American missionaries, including children, were kidnapped yesterday by a gang in Haiti. The Ohio-based Christian Aid Ministries said that they were on their way home from helping to build an orphanage. The Caribbean nation is still reeling from the events following the assassination of President Jovenel Moïse in July and a deadly 7.2 magnitude earthquake. Widor Merancourt is the editor and chief of the Ibo Post, and he joins us now from Port-au-Prince to tell us more. Hello. Hello. It is good to have you. What is the latest on the location of the missionaries? Well, uh, a lot of details are still yet to be uncovered because the information was circulating um, early in the morning uh, yesterday. That what we do know is they were on the way to the airport um, when they were kidnapped. Um, so the gun that is allegedly responsible for the kidnapping of these missionaries and other people is responsible for the most cases of kidnappings that we see uh, in Haiti this year. And they are very well known because, you know, this is their brand, kidnapping people. Has the U.S. government uh, said anything about the search? I mean, do we know if they are involved at all? Well, the U.S. Uh, embassy in Haiti is involved, but um, they are not giving a lot of details. I mean, it's a sensitive matter. It's expected that they would not be in the press commenting, mm. but they confirm that they have this information and the well-being and the safety of U.S. Uh, citizens, their priority. We are, of course, talking about U.S. citizens at this particular point in time. You also mentioned, of course, that Haitians were kidnapped, and Haitians are dealing with this insecurity every single day. Can you just take me to Haiti right now and tell me what it is like there with gangs kidnapping people um, seemingly at random and without any real control? Yes, exactly. The wave of kidnapping that we are seeing in Haiti right now is the worst in the history of the country. The kidnapping of this year is already sixfold more than what we saw last year for the entire year. And Haiti have the highest rates per capita kidnappings for, of the world, more kidnappings than Mexico City, Bogota and Sao Paulo combined. 
it's a very dire situation. Uh, kids, children are being kidnapped. Women are being kidnapped. Practically everybody. You see police officers being kidnapped, but you see, you know, small merchants on the street being kidnapped. Um, sometimes they ask for a lot of money. Uh, they can ask for three millions of dollars. But sometimes they, when they kidnap the poor person on the street, they will settle for as little as $100. So it's something that most Haitians are living with. A lot of people choose to not go in the street because they are afraid. In Port-au-Prince, when it's 6 p.m., 7 p.m., you can see how little traffic you have in industry because of this kidnapping problem. I mean, five minutes from where I live yesterday, police officers were chasing a couple of guys that just kidnapped someone. The police officers are notoriously not well equipped to deal with this situation. And most Haitians are living uh, with, you know, this fear of being kidnapped. And you have also a wave of people leaving the country because of that. Widore Mehanko is the editor and chief of the Ibo Post in Haiti and a contributor to the Washington Post. Thank you very much. Thank you. Context of white supremacy. That might, the kidnapping of these Christian missionaries, that might fall under the same rubric as Gabby Petito, missing white woman syndrome. Maybe. Uh, Had folks heard about this? And do you have thoughts on how this could be used or why this is even, as I said, front page news system of white supremacy? Um, Let's see, we can start Gus, with uh, that was Andrew. Uh, go, uh, go ahead, Gus. Carry on. I was just going to pick out, uh, try to, since we have uh, at least three folks, uh, feel free if you have thoughts, sir. Yeah, yeah um, <clears throat> I've, I've not heard of this, um, but I, I did just have a, a look on the web about it. Um, you see, um, at the at the moment, Haiti, as we all know, is is in a is in a crazy situation at the moment i mean obviously it was a poor country anyway going back years like many caribbean islands you know i mean it was a you know my family come from jamaica not too far from haiti or high 80 and um you know so so after and then obviously then you had the first earthquake um and then you had um the killing of the president recently um and and a second a second you know earthquake as well you know and and so you got even from the first earthquake You've got a whole heap of issues from that time, you know. Um, you've got you've got you've got gangs, you know. There's loads of getting basically there's lawlessness, honestly, on the street in Haiti. Um, there's there's no go areas and all the rest of those things, and uh, there is a lot of kidnappings that that happen in Haiti. There's a lot of kidnappings. Um, I don't know the com- the complexion of these. Uh, missionaries, these Christian, so-called Christian missionaries. Um, you see, the problem, uh, another problem in Haiti that people may not know about is that there's been loads of child um, abductions. You've got a lot of foreigners coming in, literally stealing children, right? So, you know, the way this has been reported that I've read is that these people have gone in to, to, to do a bit, of, to build uh, a school or some sort of place for young people. That's the way it's been reported, you know. Um, for me, I always sorry, but since you know, now that we know what we know about so-called missionaries that go into non-white, i.e., black countries, we know that a lot of these people go into molest children, 
We know that, right? It's been reported. It's been we've had TV programs in the UK about uh, about foreigners that going under, you know, through aid, so-called, you know, aid aid organizations, NGOs. You know, they go in and they basically kidnap kids and molest kids. That's what they do, or or or, or basically take advantage of of women. You know, and, you know, it's just, because obviously you've got an imbalance of power. You've got people going in with money and poor women, and they basically sell their bodies to to these to these rich people that are, that are now in their countries. So, so the way it's been reported to the reality of the situation, I, I'd like to, you, you know, there may be there may be a reality gap between what's reported and and, and the honest truth. You know, and I think we have to understand that. Um, but you know. Um, and, and this is historical with Haiti. It goes, you know, the, 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 you see, the issue with Haiti is that it goes right the way back to the fact that that's the only set of Africans in the in in the Americas that won their freedom, beat the Europeans, and won their freedom. And personally, I think I, I think white people have never forgiven Haitians for that fact, you know. Um, but you know, where Haiti is now, really is that we um, African people that, that that are around Haiti, we really need to help our, I'm going to say it, we have to help our brothers and sisters to reconstruct that island. Because, you know, Europeans, the Americans, if they go in, you know, the American government, state, if they go in, all they're going to do is ex- continue the exploitation of, of our brothers and sisters on that island. So we need to go in and <clears throat> and, and, and bring order to the island because that's what it needs it needs order but i don't believe europeans nor the american government is going to bring that they have no vested interest to bring order to the island or any other part of the caribbean in fact all the cia has ever done in the caribbean is bring division destruction and mayhem which is what they've done in 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 in, in jamaica in the 70s and what they tried to do in in cuba after the cuban uh, revolution so so that's the history of Europeans in the Caribbean, that and child molestation. So and, and it's been documented. So 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 and, and these are and these people that went in and just killed, you know, the, 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 the recent president, right? Who's to say, right, that that's not the CIA that sent that person in, those people in as well. Right. So 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 there's no history, I believe, of Europeans doing anything good for any Caribbean uh, island. And I don't think they're going to start now. And that, that, that's my personal view. Much obliged. Adam in the, Andrew, excuse me, in the UK, African 1884 in Austria. Uh, any thoughts on this report? Christian missionaries kidnapped in Haiti? Yes, because um, I didn't, I haven't heard from it until you spoke about it, um, and it's it's quite interesting because I I just started reading up on the 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 the, the, the institution I think they're called uh, Christian Aid Ministries, and we talk about an institution of white people that is operating I think in uh, in 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 many countries and I believe many of them are countries that are predominantly black. You know, 133 countries um, and providing services to 14 million people in 2020. That's what's recorded. Um, I didn't hear about this. And 
honestly speaking, just like what Andrew said, we know what missionaries, white missionaries' aims are. So, uh, I think they deserve what they got, you know. And and then in that stuff which said, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be headlines, you know, um, just like the the Gabi the situation and everything, you know. Um, and it, it's it's the, the things that sometimes how these things are reported by white supremacists is is. They, they provide the narrative like, okay, we're trying to help you. So why are you now kidnapping us? You know what I mean? So the narrative is put in a way where, you know, they're not really revealing the truth in the sense of these people are going there to confuse uh, black people, you know, and mistreat black people. You know, but the narrative in the media is like, okay, listen, we've been doing God's work. We're trying to provide services to you heathens and everything. And now this is, the, this is what we get in return, you know? So... Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Again, it's just white supremacy at work. Yeah, thank you for that. Much obliged. Uh, African 1884, uh, wanted to make sure that I got in to Andrew's point uh, about the assassination uh, of President uh, Moise. The initial reports, and when I say initial, like within the first... 24 hours, 36 hours of the murder. There were numerous reports that where witnesses testified that some of the suspected killers, folks who were on the scene in this on the scene in this coordinated effort, were saying that they were DEA agents, drug enforcement agency. That's you know, right there, part of the network with the CIA. Uh, we talked about that in fact on the program uh, back when. We were first talking about the assassination a few weeks back. Uh, Adam, uh, with us in Sweden. Uh, any thoughts on this report, this kidnapping of Christian ministry, uh, missionaries uh, in the area of the world known as Haiti? I've just found out about it, so I have to give it more thought before I give my opinion. Definitely respect that. And this is new. Like, this was like, uh, front page today. This wasn't something that, you know, they've been talking about all week long and what have you. Like, literally, when I uh, woke up this morning and checked, bang, it was right there. Uh, the report that we heard that said the one that I just played, that was just published a few hours ago. So this is all pretty, pretty recent, very unfolding. We can all do some research and check back in and see, you know, how all this has evolved after a week or so. Uh, let me double check if folks have questions they want to take advantage, ask any of our participants, uh, victims in different parts of the world. Uh, again, this is not like our normal broadcast, so uh, we have about 30 minutes left in the broadcast. If you have a question, some of the issues that we touched on or what have you, feel free, 720-716-7300, the code 564-943-POUND. Press star six one if you would like to participate. Uh, while we have such a, a representation of folks, and I'll check in to see if there are uh, topics uh, or commentary that you want to make sure you share as well. Uh, they have talked so much about air rage uh, and people being disruptive, white people being disruptive on flights, not wanting to wear masks, and just they've had to land the flight. They had to, they went to Congress to beg for assistance. Uh, they have a whole like two hour session where flight attendants and 
different air personnel that come on to talk about the unruliness uh, and disruptive behavior. Has that been the case uh, in your respective parts of the world? Have there uh, been reports about people just gross misconduct and flights having to be land and people feeling unsafe because of unruly behavior in the air? Uh, African 1884, any of those types of reports in Austria? No, in Austria, I mean, it's, it's like I said, with the, with the, with the former chancellor, Sebastian Kurz, um, uh, and, and I think I've made reference to this before, they've really managed the, uh, the, the whole pandemic and people following the guidelines, you know. Um, so there have not been any reports of people being, you know, uh, you know, going against the guidelines on, on, on flights or the airport. However, there have been recently uh, a group of people that have been mobilized because um, as, as since 2020, slowly by slowly, people are, there's still some form of pushback and the small sectors of people that are grouping together to, to provide, you know, in the sense to, to, to push back on, on the vaccination. It's not yet mandatory in Austria to get vaccinated. However, they're making reference to trying to make it mandatory for people that work in hospitals or people that work in restaurants and everything. Um, so small groups of people that have been demonstrating, but um, the, the, the government does not really take them seriously because the majority of the people are really like, you know, on code with uh, taking the vaccine and boosting up and everything. Um, you know, taking the, the third and the fourth shot or something like that. So, but yeah, no, no disruption at airports or on flights in Austria. Thank you. Austrians behaving on flights. That's one. I think he said that consistently that they have following the rules, wearing the masks, behaving. Small group of protesters about vaccine mandates but no mandate thus far. Uh, let's see. Uh, Andrew, in the UK, have there been any reports? Britain's getting on flights and, you know, being disruptive and, you know, unruly, I'm not going to wear a mask and all the rest? Um, th th there's, been, there's been the odd report. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's been the odd report, but to be quite honest with you, I mean, by and large, I think, um, I think people have been very compliant. I think, I think people are just happy to... To, to either you know be able to get away or you know fly away or come back to the UK, um, <laughs> you know I think there's been enough problems with um, with with having to pay for some sort of COVID test, which has been it's actually quite a lot of money. You know if you're taking away a family of three or four um, on holiday, I think the concern has been about the cost of the of you know of the um, of the tests. So, so if you're going to pay, I think the th I think the th feeling is if you're going to pay all that money for um, for tests, then to play around and not wear a mask and be th then thrown off a flight, which is what would happen, then um, and lose or lose thousands of pounds, I think I think that's been the <laughs> I think that's been the major concern of people, you know, um, because you know it's not cheap to fly, do you know what I mean? So, so I think that's been the major concern. There's, there has been. I, I do remember over the last few months the the odd the odd uh, you know the odd person refusing to wear a mask and being removed. I, I do seem to remember those kind of stories in the news. But you know, it costs so much money to fly. I don't think you know it's not been something. It's not been a place where people want to make a protest. You know that I can that I can see. 
because of the because of how much it cost. Hmm. And that is interesting because there've been the reason I'm asking because there have been so many reports of disruptions and they just were in Congress trying to get assistance for all of this. Um, and even so serious that they've had reports contemplating discontinuing the sale of alcohol on planes to get people to behave. Mm-hmm. They said a lot of these incidents, people have been under the influence. So, and I've never heard that even contemplated. So apparently it must be a serious problem. Um, yeah. Price has not seemed to mitigate. Like it doesn't seem like anyone is saying, man, we paid a lot of money for these tickets and all the rest of this. Let me, you know, behave so we can just get where we're trying to go and not risk getting thrown off a plane. Like no deterrent at all. Even white children uh, have run amok and got on planes and threatened people. And I'm not going to wear a mask and all the rest. It's been, uh, that's why I said the bow and arrow. Add that to the list. It's been, you know, chaos every day. Uh, Adam in Sweden, are people behaving uh, on flights there, or have they been, you know, misbehaving there also? I haven't seen any, any report of uh, chaos in the air, but uh, uh, mostly the techiness is at the check-in. Nothing newsworthy, but my dad worked at the airport, so I hear I hear all these stories. Wow, your father had, has there been any sort of issue in terms of and they've had, I guess, pretty lax uh, protocols over there uh, about COVID-19. You talked about they didn't do all the big shutdowns and all of that. So for your dad, like, has he been concerned, like, with travel, like, for his safety, like, you know, to try to, is he doing, like, does he have a procedure to try to minimize the likelihood of him getting COVID? I think I think they wear masks, but uh, that's it. Wow. Has he been vaccinated? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Did they did they require it or was that a voluntary thing? Yeah, voluntary. Okay. Now that even contrast that with here in the states where they that's another one where they got going to court lawsuits and all the rest of it. I think they fired uh, like a thousand workers uh, from one of the airlines over the vaccines because uh, they have mandates uh, here for a lot of the uh, airport personnel. No if, answer, buts, no test, got to be vaccinated or you are out of here. Uh, let's see. I didn't really get our COVID check in, but I'll say that because there's so much wackiness. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I got in. It is Black History Month over in Britain in October, every October. Andrew yep. sent us an, a report this week. I'll read a little bit of it so you all will have what I saw. So they have uh, the UK version of Yahoo, right? I'll post the link so y'all can check it out. So the report is titled Black History Month website brands white people genetically defective descendants of albino mutants. This is from the beginning of the month. And they have a picture of the grandsister, Dr. Francis Cress Welding. So I'll read some of it. It says, a Black History Month website controlled by a white man featured taxpayer-funded adverts alongside claims that white people are the 
genetically defective descendants of albino mutants. A Telegraph investigation has found. That is not even what Dr. Welsing says. Genetically defective descendants of albino mutants. The albino mutants are the uh, descendants. Genetically defective, yeah, they, the albino mutants would be the uh, descendants. The defective descendants are albino mutants. Defective descendants are albino mutants of black people. That's the way she would be saying it, not this way. This makes it seem like the black people, non-white people, are the albino mutants. Anyway, adverts for organizations such as the police and M16 ran alongside the anti-white propaganda, which also included the claim that a white man can fantasize he is equal. Oh, oh, there we go. Fantasize that he is genetically equal to the black male. The website removed some of the most problematic content after it was contacted by the Telegraph amid fierce criticism from one of the founders of Black History Month celebration. The Black History Month website, which is linked to a magazine of the same name, is the first to appear in online searches for Black History Month and has included content by renowned black figures as well as the leaders of all major political parties. However, it is owned by a private business controlled by Ian Thomas, an advertising executive who set it up long after the annual celebration was established. On Friday, Linda Bellos, who was instrumental in launching the Black History Month celebration in the UK in the late 80s, compared the website's white ownership to enslavement. The whole purpose of Black History Month is to empower us black people. I don't want some white man or even white woman playing that role, she said. Ms. Bellows also condemned some of the content as loopy theories that should absolutely not be associated with Black History Month, which takes place in the UK every October. The report goes on, but I will stop there uh, to give even more. Oh, let me give one more. One more. Said uh, He admitted in. Make sure I give the fellow's full name again here. Ian Thomas. There we go. Ian Thomas. So Ian Thomas says uh, he had, uh, that some of the anti- of articles that had pledged to broadcast the theories of controversial American psychiatrist Dr. Frances Cress Welsing from her following her tragic death in 2016. These included claims that a white man giving gifts of chocolate candy with nuts for Valentine's Day can fantasize that he is genetically equal to the black male when their sweetheart eats them and that the Holocaust was carried out to illustrate to all non-white ethnicities that they are in peril of extermination. And I'll stop there. Uh, again, Andrew found this. This, I guess, caused a big hubbub right at the beginning of Black History Month. What did you make of this? Did you hear any folks talking about this over in your part of the world? 
No, no, I didn't hear anyone talking about it. I just, I just came across it, and I just thought, wow, look at that. So you see, you see, the problem with Black History Month. I don't know how it works. In I think you guys do a Black History Month. Is it in February? I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> but yes, sir. Here, it's, yeah, here it's done in October. <clears throat> and uh, just you know, for people that don't know, you know, Linda Bellos is an interesting character. I've not seen her on TV for quite a long time. Right. So I'm just reading off the Internet here, you know, and uh, to be honest, I forgot who Linda Bellos actually was. I've not seen her on TV. She used to be on, you know, sort of various sort of political programs on the TV, I think, and bits and pieces like that. Um, I can't remember her, her exact political history, but uh, but yeah. But anyway, um, Bellos was a, is a radical feminist and was that, that's how Wikipedia describes her and was the first non-white lesbian to join Spare Rib Feminist Collective in 1981. I haven't heard the name Spare Rib for years. She criticized, and I didn't know she was a member of it. She criticizes the movement's points going black. It goes on and on and on and on. She criticizes the movement. She's uh, part, apparently she's part, uh, uh, she's of African and Eastern European Jewish heritage. Uh, she describes herself as black. And so, so that's who Linda Bellis is. You know, I think that's, I think that sort of, tells you a little bit about what's going on here uh, the, the, you see the, the the problem the problem with black history month right in the uk <clears throat> is that everything we see on in the in 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 you know in white controlled media really is is really just white people doing what white people do you know i mean don't get me wrong it's, it's i love seeing black programs that i've not seen for years on on the bbc you know during during october you know I, I love seeing you know interesting black programming and all that we we all do of course we do and the problem with it is that after october it all stops <laughs> you know and so so and so you know what, what about november january february march april may june july august september do you know what i mean and so <clears throat> and so this is the obvious problem with with what we call black history month in the uk and then another problem with it <clears throat> is that obviously if these websites and stuff like that are, are only controlled by Europeans or white people, then when it comes to, to our people, people like Francis Creswellsing and Dr. Francis Creswellsing and other people talking about Marcus Garvin or and anyone else, you're either going to get a skewed interpretation of it by some stupid reporter like in this in in this article, it doesn't even you know doesn't even that doesn't even explain uh, Dr. Creswellsing's theory correctly anyway. You know, there's no there's no debate about it. there's nothing about it that makes any sense. All right. So how Dr. Creswellsing is is viewed is is in a negative light that in, in a way that it's not it doesn't even, you know just misreporting anyway. Right. So. This whole thing about us controlling our own image, our own media, our, our own everything then becomes important. And if we honestly believe that, you know, white people are going to give us money to do anything constructive for us, right, then we can think again, right? We can think again. You know, we get given a month and some money by white people in England to muck around and do stuff in October. Right. It's just just a bit of a waste of time. It's just a lot of nonsense. You know, it's, it's a lot more important, I believe, <clears throat> to focus on what we want to do, how we want to do it. For 12 months a year, you know, that makes more sense 
than to basically get hot, you know, to, to get, to, you know, you know, you know, to, 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 to go bonkers or go crazy looking at white media for one month and thinking everything because it lulls you into a false sense of security. You know, that's what it does. Do you know what I mean? You know, that actually the country's, the country's all right. Just because the BBC has got, has, has got, has got black history month plastered, you know, in their background when they're doing, doing, you know, their, their morning, their good morning program. Do you know what I mean? You know, we, 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 you know, don't, you know, a lot of us in the UK get, get fooled into thinking, actually, it's not that bad living here, you know, and, and that's the big problem with, 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 with this whole Black History Month thing in England, in the UK, in October, you know, and we really need to get our heads out, you know, our, our heads, our, our, our snouts out of that trough, right, so to speak, I know it's a metaphor, sorry, Gus, and, and begin to really focus on what we want for our people worldwide, you know, and, and not get and not and not get fooled into thinking the UK is all right just because they quote unquote celebrate us for one month, you know, we, and and we and they don't because when we want to talk about Dr. Francis Creswellsing, we've got a lot of white liberals and whatever or or or, 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 or white media types digging and and reporting incorrectly. You know, and talking a lot of nonsense, and then our people are going to read that and think Dr. Francis, and not and not go and read Dr. Francis Creswell's in for themselves. You know, and 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 so these are just a few of the issues here. You know, I mean, don't get as I said, I love as we all love watching stuff about ourselves that makes sense during this month, but 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 it's, you know, you don't get lulled into this false sense of security, which is what happens. Much obliged, Andrew. You would be, I don't know what the correct word is, um, mm, reviled, disgusted, disappointed, crestfallen <laughs> to know uh, how applicable many of your remarks are to the celebration of Black History Month uh, across the pond, probably at anywhere else in the world where they have Black History Month, but Woo, like put up a, a Black Lives Matter placard in the Apple store and wow, confusion run amok. Like racism is almost vanquished. Uh, let's mm -hmm. see. Did I see folks did dial in with a question. We'll nab them as well. Did uh, African 1884, I know you are familiar with Dr. Welsing's work. Did you have any commentary on this uh, piece? They might as well have said pseudoscientific BS uh, talking about the looniness of Dr. Welsing's work. Um, I just, I, I mean, thank you for sharing the article. And I've, uh, while uh, Andrew was uh, uh, providing his position and speaking to what he knows, I was reading up on it, and and I think I understand it that so this is a website that's controlled and managed by a white person, and they put a picture of Dr. Welsing and put that statement there. Is, is that accurate? Yes, there was some sort of. Uh brief snippet of information about her work that may or may not have even been accurate to what Dr. Welsing said, but yes, white controlled mm -hmm. picture of Dr. Welsing. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, this is just like, um, just like what Andrew said, I mean, if a lot of our people that are not into the scholarship and trying to understand what Dr. Welsing uh, was trying to communicate to us regarding to the system of white supremacy, we'll just look at that and just run with it, you know? So it's, it's really unfortunate that you have, uh, 
white supremacists, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, tarnishing her reputation. Um, I, I just, I just read the, the, the article on this and, and I think the, the, the pushback from this, from the sister, uh, I don't know if you should call her sister, I'm not quite sure, uh, Linda Bellows, um, well, should have, should have, should have come a bit harder than what, what she said and everything, you know, I think, uh, she kind of like uh, uh, maybe she 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 she, she kind of like trying to distance herself from 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 that content, but again, uh, I think should have should have come differently. But again, VGQ, you know, that's all I have to say. Victims guaranteed qualified. VGQ always great to minimize. Uh, conflict with other victims of racism. Uh, let's see. Uh, before I nab our caller, uh, Adam in Sweet, did you have any thoughts? Uh, this whole uh, conflict, uh, Dr. Welsing's representation in uh, Black History Month over in the UK? I thought it was interesting that the word the tragic is in quotes, right under the anti white content removed. I thought that was interesting. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, we're still... As though maybe it wasn't true. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was only saying, where's that quote uh, from, basically? Hmm... Excellent point as well. Uh, that's you can quote things a lot of times. Like they'll quote a lot of times if somebody says that you know a person is racist, they'll put that in quotes to make sure that I'm not saying that this person is racist. Someone else, but I mean, someone dying being tragic. Generally, everyone, yeah, that's tragic that they died. Why is that? Why is that in quotes? That's, where is it from? But why did that need to be in quotes? Like tragic. Good riddance. It's almost like, uh, wow. Words are important. I'll post this report. Uh, if folks want to check it out, if you're listening live or archives, I'll tweet it out and all the rest of the people can check this out. Much obliged, Andrew, for uh, sharing. Uh, let's see. Uh, folks who dialed in with a question. Ah, there we go. Uh, Caller Rachel in New York. If you had a question for Adam, Andrew, African 1884, all A's, uh, you should be with us. Um, good afternoon to all. Um, my question is this In order for children to better understand this world, what is one thing you would teach or tell your children or child about racism? <laughs> Uh, so, attentive so parenting, hard work. <laughs> Little one wanted to Slowly. talk too. Um, that's a great question. I know we have some attempted parents here, so yeah. Uh, in order to help us get this problem solved, uh, information that you think we should definitely be sharing uh, with offspring. Uh, let's see, African eighteen eighty four. I know you have young children, so but you should be thinking about this because you'll have to share this information at some point. African eighteen eighty four. Yes, Gus, that, that's accurate. 
I'm an attempted parent. So my response would be, uh, well, first of all, let me provide some context. Um, growing up, unfortunately, my parents and being raised in Uganda, uh, and I think I would, I would, I would say this as, as a generalization with regard to all African poor and African continent, our parents and grandparents never spoke about white supremacy, never spoke about colonialism, never spoke about slavery. You know, it's not really emphasized as much. You know, so for me, growing up, um, I didn't know all this information, you know. So I started getting all this knowledge and reading up on uh, uh, the Nation of Islam, Khalid Abdul Muhammad, uh, Marcus Garvey, Amos Wilson, at the age of, say, 25. That's when I started getting into this, you know. So it was a pretty late age, you know. And I promised myself that because I have a one-year-old son, He's one year right now, one year and 10 months, that I will not do that with him. I mean, once a child is able to understand or starts asking questions, I should be, as an attempted parent, be able to communicate with them and provide them the whole truth. You know, um, you know, again, I, I just, I, I don't want it, myself, I, I got this knowledge at a very, very later age and stuff, you know. So I, I want to do it differently and everything. Once they start asking questions, just 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 tell it to them as it is, you know. But but don't force it on them. Um, you know, kids tend to see these things at a very early age, and unfortunately, uh, with, with 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 some parents, when when kids are asking questions, maybe you cannot be able to explain something. You tend to tell them, just shut up, you know, or don't ask me that question, or why do you want to know? Just just keep quiet, you know. Um, I don't intend to be uh, uh, that, that kind of parent. Um, I, I plan to to communicate this information and honestly talk about white supremacy and specifically about uh, white people. You know, um, that's what I intend to do. Yeah, that's my response. Make it plain, very important, and just not lying to our offspring super important answering their questions truthfully um let's see andrew also unattempted parents in the uk uh at least one bit of information that you think is is super crucial to share with uh non-white offspring wow wow that's a that's one piece of information oh god um sorry uh, okay I'll, I'll be quick um Personally, as a teacher, I would say homeschool your kids, your children, or move to Africa, one or the other. And I say that as a teacher who's been teaching in schools for 20 years. Um, I, I would also say um, uh, um, have lots of books in the house um, that, yeah, by black authors that prefer. Anyway, yeah, have lots of books in the house. Teach, teach, um, teach about uh, a united Africa. And all of the famous Pan-Africanists teach Neela Fuller's cold book, Dr. Wilson's uh, theory or the ISIS papers, uh, teach your children how to create their own businesses. And, uh, and also the fact, sadly, 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 that white people are racist and that they are race first. So we need to be race first, you know. So that's Garvey, you know. So, so all of the above, you know, that's what I would say. <laughs> So I didn't have just one. Apologies. <laughs> right on, right on. 
reading is more important than watching television. Uh, let's see. Uh, Adam, in Sweden, uh, at least one bit of information that you think super important that we share with our offspring. Did we, did we lose Adam? Let me double check. Make sure we didn't lose him. He's even trying to think. Am I supposed to answer? I am not an attempted parent, uh, but asking questions. Oh, he got muted. There we go. Got him back. Adam in Sweden. One tidbit that you think super important we share with non-white offspring. Well, I'm 22 years old, so if, uh, I'm not planning to have any kids, but uh, that's something to think about. So, uh, I appreciate that from the caller. I got to think about it some more, though. Thinking is allowed and encouraged. Love it. And especially at a young age before you have children, that is the best time before they get here to be thinking like, wow. Yeah, I just opened a document. System of white supremacy. I'm sorry, sir? I just opened a document with, uh, with that title so I can write things down. Uh, what I'm going to say. Music to my ears. Love it. Love it. That is the intelligent way to do things. Write that information out before conception. So you, I have put some thought into this, maybe even years of thought into this. What I would tell you, what I think is really important, kind of drive these points home so that you have this information moving forward in life. Like that is, we just, in fact, we just talked about this on yesterday. Compensatory call-in wasn't even a black person non-white, non-black person, so-called Asian, we're talking about man. My parents, she said it explicitly, my parents did not teach me how to talk to white people. They did not teach me how to talk or they did not teach me about racism. Widespread problem. And white people do the exact opposite. We talked to white people on this program. We said, hey, my parents sat me down at five, six, and were explaining to me what it means to be white. And we had white people on who were parents who said they sat their children down. In fact, we had a white man. He said he took his child to the playground and they just looked at the black people. And he asked them, what are your observations? Compare and wow. contrast. Gus. Very important. Andrew, yes, sir. Gus, I just want to add one little, one other little thing. As much as we can, I know we're all attempted parents, and sadly, maybe our children will be too, but let's do what we can to try and teach them how to stay married. Not just get married, but stay married. You know, that's quite important, because obviously we want our grandchildren to have the best possible start in life, and that's normally with two parents in one house with two incomes. So, oh, you know, just I just want to add that, and that, and that kind of role modelling as well. So, yeah, if, if possible. 
For sure, if possible. It is, uh, I know it is a strain. I guess one thing I would say is to be honest about racism, white supremacy, and the forefront in, uh, in that whole arrangement as best you can. I think that can be helpful uh, in having at least an arrangement where you all talk about, acknowledge racism, white supremacy on a race, regular basis, and that's kind of part of the foundation of the arrangement. That could be helpful, but that is tough under the system of white supremacy. And, designed to be tough yep because could I add something if you don't mind african 1884 yes sir yeah i just wanted to contribute also uh just to piggyback on what, what you just said uh acknowledgement you know and i think <clears throat> i mean this experience that i made uh, with, with black people the older you get the more you feel that It'll be the more you feel based on your ego that it's bad to acknowledge the existence of white supremacy. You know, so what tends to happen is this. So the children will come and ask you questions or your child will ask you a question. And maybe the question will be, so if that is a problem, how do you solve it? Why haven't you solved it? You know, so being honest with regard to the responses to these questions is very important. You know, and don't... Um, We should try, you know, and myself, I, I struggle with that, too. And I know I will struggle with that in the future, too, you know, because I, I do talk to my, to, to my wife and everything. And we discuss this in, in detail and everything. And, and, and you're supposed to stand here uh, mainly as, uh, as, as a black male. And you, 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 you're supposed to be in a world where you, you're managing all your affairs. You know what I mean? Um, in some cases, that's not, that's not how it is, you know. So acknowledging that does not mean that you're less than. You know, so when with a child, when a child is talking to you, um, you shouldn't feel that, you know, you have to lie to them or print a picture that that everything is perfect uh, just because you, you you feel that if you speak the truth, then you, your ego will be um, more or less, again, tinted or something like that. You know, I just want to share that. Thank you. Love it, love it, love it, love it. That is a big one. And really, it shouldn't be. In 2022, I mean, hey, they got regular citizens leaving the planet, so they say, and all the other wacky technology that exists right now. Like, hey, I do not know everything. I am still learning. That's something that, you know, should be proud to announce. I'm still learning if you come up with a question and I don't know the information and that's probably going to happen frequently. It'll be an opportunity for us both to learn. So, yeah, in fact, that would be my one as someone who does not have children at all. Encourage your children to ask questions like to never be because I think that was exactly as uh, African 1884 said, lots of us, we get uh, kind of programmed to be ashamed. Oh, I don't know that. Tell me some more information about that. I don't know that. That's the first time I heard that. I don't know what that, that word means. You know, no, I don't know anything about the bow and arrow attack. I've never heard that before. <laughs> like, uh, you get embarrassed. And a lot of times racists, they will try to shame you or make you feel stupid. That's the kind of culture that they've created. Oh, you don't know anything about that. Oh, you're some idiot and all the rest of it. Do not feel ashamed or embarrassed about not knowing something. No one 
is born knowing all the information that they need, any, in fact. So you have to be taught, whether you do it yourself, books, and even then, someone else is educating you indirectly, generally. So never be ashamed. Ask questions and make sure you get your question answered. But ask questions. Be curious. Uh, be curious your entire life. Try to find out as much as you can so that you are well informed about things that are happening around you, around the universe. Ask lots of questions. If you can, because I think that gets uh, extinguished uh, in young in children where they should be curious about everything and excited to learn. And that just gets totally ex uh, extinguished. Like you said, you know, get fussed at for asking questions. You ask too many questions. Shut up about all that. Stop asking all that, you know. Try to do the exact opposite so that they can maintain that real zest and enthusiasm, excitement, really, uh, about seeking information. Uh, let's see. We did our full 90, all of the wackiness that is happening. Um, we should be here next month. That is November 3rd, Sunday of every month, our Global Sunday Talk on racism. Uh, we'll kind of see that'll be in the middle of the so-called holiday season. So we'll see what's happening there as far as to COVID-19. Uh, things are looking like they're heading in, I guess, a, a better direction with all that, or if it's just going to be more craziness. Uh, much obliged to everyone who hung out, tuned in for the broadcast this, or I guess afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the, uh, in the universe. Uh, much obliged to Andrew in the UK, African 1884, Austria, Adam in Sweden, love it, got a new folder started on information to share with future offspring. Like all of us should have such a folder well before the child is conceived. Uh, sobriety would be best under conditions of white supremacy racism. We need healthy brain computers to solve this problem. Uh, if you're going out and about, man. Cousin tight, as they say, had to sneeze. Uh, if you're going out and about, so we had the bow and arrow attack in Norway. Uh, Bobby Gale shot seven times, called a nigger, Stockton, California. Apartment bombing, Sweden. David Ames, MP, stabbed to death uh, in Britain. If you're going out and about, be alert. Very turbulent times, very violent times. You do not want to just be aimlessly bopping around, especially if you are a black person. Be mindful about what's happening around you. If it looks like somebody is being hostile, rowdy, this is not a time for verbal confrontations. Exit. If you didn't leave your house prepared to kill and or die, you should be out of there. You have no idea if this person is armed, has a bow and arrow, has a whole gang. Also with bow and arrows. If you're going to be driving, you are sober, you are buckled, and you are not on your cellular. Uh, we need all of our attention, and we're trying to do just the small things that we can control to minimize contact with race soldiers, badge or no.
All of that said, Creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy. We ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves. Remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times, in all places, each and every time we are in contact with another black person. Grandsester Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, reading more important than watching television. Maybe I would say that if I had offspring, no television. That would be one. Add those two to the list. If you have offspring, no television in the house. I think that's one of the best things folks can do. So many people talk about, and I'm sure we don't even know all of the uh, layers of damage and in terms of brain trashing of having those television programs and having especially young people who have access to that. No TV in the house. Books, plans about starting a business. think uh, Andrew was talking about that, but no television in the house. Lots of books. Reading is more important than watching television. And that is evidenced by what we have in the house. Lots of bookshelves, no television. Cow signing out. Thanks all for tuning in. Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, Your brother. Problem. You're a victim. I'm a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm-hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.